From across the pond, this is Off the Record with Big C. Well, a few technical hitches there, but we've made it. We've made it. Off the Record. Thank you, Shaggy. It is episode 86, series 3, episode 26, so another 4. And we'll be after today, that is, and we'll be on season four, amazingly. Join us. Well, yes, true. <laughs> Might not be season four at all. <laughs> well, yeah, it was true. We, we need to be recommissioned. We we'll have to have a word with Shaggy. <laughs> this, this could be our swan song. What a way yeah, to go. <laughs> it could be. Well, we've got another four to go anyway. Um, the dulcet tones, not only of Big C this evening, of course, the dulcet tones you've already heard there. Stinky Pete in the chilly, no doubt. This chilly is here. It's on naught degrees Celsius here in the city of Chelmsford. I no, assume no, listen, mate, probably it's probably a couple of off, degrees less. No, no, it? no. I'm plus one. Whoa! Oh. But um, oh, not, it's not going to stay that way because the frost on my car this morning was like snow. <laughs> Absolutely unbelievable. It was about I don't know what it was last night. Minus six or something. It's going to go down to minus two tonight. It's this horrible. morning. This morning was it was frostier than 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 Spurs Twitter at the moment actually. This <laughs> and that is frosty. And that is frosty. <laughs> that is Baltic. Things, things are not going too well at the moment. <laughs> no, things are not happy down at the lane. But we're or not going to anywhere talk about football. We're not no. going to talk about football. Uh, we are going to talk music as per usual. So this week, I take it you've had a decent week this week, Pete, by the way. Oh, you mean, <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I got back from Saudi Arabia and yeah. managed to survive the weekend. And then my week off dissolved into a whole pile of Zoom meetings and then my bank card getting blocked. But I mean, apart from that, everything's happened. <laughs> apart from that. And so, <laughs> yes, and so we start another Zoom meeting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You've got Zoom coming out of your backside. Oh, which, um, <laughs> got everything coming out of your backside. I have. Yeah, another... Don't go down that route. Japanese flag doesn't do anything. <laughs> it's not even close. Oh, boy. Right. Okay. Well, on that, um, on that sour, that bitter note, uh, our topic this week, we've done this uh, a few times. We did it uh, a few weeks back. We did it on some icons. Now, I wanted to sort of discuss icons of certain genres of music and we covered if i my memory serves me correct we covered rock and roll we covered motown we covered prog rock and we covered glam rock they're the we four did. that we did last and we sort of came to a semi-agreement i think on or semi as they might say Indeed. in the us um agreement on the the icons we came down to about four from each of the genres. Now, this week, this could be an interesting one. This has been quite tricky at times, I must admit. I know you've had a little bit of trouble with it as well. Um, we have got four. We've got lead singers, but not only male singers, but also female singers. These are done separately. We'll do them. We'll treat them separately. So we can come, come to some sort of agreement on maybe four icons from that field. In other words, the iconic male singers, the iconic female singers. And then to cap it off, we've got, because that, that might be relatively easy compared to some of the others. The other two we've got is folk 
folk icon? Who are the folk icons? Who can we narrow that down to? And finally, new wave, which again opens up a big can of worms, which we'll no doubt discuss when we get to it. That is Pandora's biggest box so far. Pandora's box. Um, yeah, what's that? What's a quote from Nothing Else? I knew, oh, I knew a girl called Pandora once. Never saw a box, though. Never saw a box, though. Um, moving swiftly on. Moving swiftly on. We are going to start, I think, probably with the more straightforward, the most straightforward of the four, which I think, agree with me or not, is the male singers. Yeah, that was the easiest one to do. Yeah, I think we'll start with that one, shall we? We'll try to allocate a bit of time on each one. Um, this one, hopefully, we can get. Although there are so many on this, do you well, have any little back, a little uh, pricey uh, or, or summary of, of how you've been thinking along these, uh, okay. these iconic so, lines? Just as a, a quick reminder from what we talked about last time we did icons, yes. only uh, different sources. So, definition of an icon. Okay, a person or thing regarded as a quote-unquote representative symbol or as worthy of veneration, okay? So my question then is, but to whom? Okay, mm. so you then go, all right, well, let's go into this in a bit more deep, in a bit more depth. And then you find this quote, all right? Widely admired, especially for having great influence on a sign or significance in a particular sphere. So the key there for me is widely admired. So then when you look at the four categories, you then go, right, so what does widely admired mean? Does widely admired mean by particular followers of a particular genre? Or does widely admired mean Joe, public man in the street? And so when I started thinking about that, I started thinking, well, okay, so... If you stopped a bunch of people in the street and said, all right, male lead singer, female lead singer, folk singer, whatever, who would they say? And I got to the point, and I think this was a conversation we kind of broadly had, I got mm. to a point where I thought, well, for Joe Public, who is not necessarily a fan of the genre, then who are the people who appear on posters and t-shirts because there are plenty of people and we're not talking about them tonight so we can use them as an example mm. you go any country in the world walk down any main street in a big city and i guarantee you will come across someone wearing a pink floyd t-shirt it might it's probably going to be a dark side of the moon t-shirt because it's an iconic album cover but it's but someone is wearing a pink floyd t-shirt somewhere and somewhere so you world. go, huh? Somewhere in the world. Somewhere, every minute any, of every anywhere day. in the world. Okay. Any, literally anywhere in the world, someone will be wearing a Pink Floyd T-shirt. And so you go, well, who are Pink Floyd? And some of them know, and some of them don't have a clue. They're just, they've, they've got the shirt. So I, I think that there is an element of this, which is about people who stand above and beyond what they're associated with. And they've kind of like, they've become bigger than... Does that make sense? Bigger than it the does show? make sense. Yeah, it does make sense. I think with the the Joe blogs or or whatever in the street, or someone who's partic a particular fan of a genre, I think a lot of these 
I think it'll be a bit of everything, won't it? I, I think it's difficult to, to pigeonhole, say it's, it's got to be someone that someone's recognized them if they're on the street or they got a t-shirt. There might be an element of that too. I can think like punk, for example, you mentioned Pink Floyd. I mean, how many people got a Ramones t-shirt? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And you say, you know, can you name a Ramones song? Hmm? No, but I bet they can name, name, us, name, us name us one of Ramon. Name a Ramon. Yeah, not the surnames. <laughs> maybe the first names. Um, and, and they won't be able to. Yeah, you're right. Um, but they that, that sort of does make them a little bit iconic. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So there yeah, is, like, I mean, and, and that's the true definition of iconography, isn't it? Because you don't have to, you know, you don't have to meet Jesus or Mary to have a Jesus or Mary icon if you happen to be Russian or Ukrainian or Greek Orthodox. So, you know, I think that that's the whole, the whole point of an icon is it's kind of an object of, it's an object of veneration. And, and that's, that's what I, I think this is about. An adulation. Yeah. Adulation, whatever word you, yeah. whatever word you want to whatever use. Word you want. It's that thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let, let's look at some male lead singers then. Um, you found it, Easy or easier than the other categories? Well, yeah, only because there's an awful lot more to choose from mm. uh, than there are in any of the other categories. Yeah, I've well, got about thirty written down. <laughs> no, right, well, you see, I, I, I mean, I could have done, but I, but I thought, what? Okay, so bearing, we've done male singers before. We've because we've talked about our favourite male singers, and we've had a discussion about singing ability versus being a front man. And the fact that those two things are not necessarily synonymous. Um, and then the other thing I've done is because when we did the we did the icons last time, yeah. I've binned off anybody that we've already chosen. Okay. Well, only because I think otherwise you just keep going, well, this is really boring because we're talking about the same people all the time. So mm-hmm. having accepted that in glam rock, you kind of have to include freddie mercury i very deliberately haven't chosen freddie mercury as an iconic male lead singer um and i haven't chosen peter gabriel and i haven't chosen john anderson because we covered both of those in the prog thing so i've i i've made a point of not choosing the same people but and part of it is because actually i don't think in the context of male lead singers they are necessarily iconic as in that role i think they are iconic in you know in the prog or, or whatever but anyway so so i didn't i didn't include them so i've got one two three four i've got seven okay well you mentioned one there i have included it i knew you would and i think i think he is an iconic singer whichever way you look at it um, and that is as you i'm sure you will know one of your personal favorites is Freddie Mercury. And I perfectly accept he is an icon. Absolutely. I just didn't want to include him in this one because it got boring. Okay, fair enough. A bit harsh on Freddie there, a bit harsh. No, I, I just think if you're, doing a, if, you, if you're doing a podcast where you're talking about music, if you keep on talking about the same people all the time, then people who are listening are going, oh, bloody hell, it's Freddie Mercury again. And however much people like Freddie Mercury, you know, it's that's anyway that that was my reasoning so i I absolutely agree he's iconic and if we hadn't done what we did last time he would have been would have him in there okay against my better judgment well as i said i've written down so many here but i've I've put a ring around the ones i think yeah i think these are probably 
the iconic ones, whichever definition of the word you use, ones that, I mean, Freddie Mercury, for example, of, of the ones you've just mentioned, Freddie Mercury, well, maybe not Peter Gabriel, but maybe, I don't know, Freddie Mercury would be a more recognisable name even than Peter Gabriel, I suspect, to people on the street, the average yeah. Joe. And on no one on the street is going to know John Anderson, except they're going to know. Exactly. And, and again, the, but the voice is iconic because nobody else is like it. Anybody. So, you, but but it's not. But it, then you're saying, is it the voice that's iconic, or is it the person that's iconic? And the answer yeah, yeah. is, it's not. It's not the person, not to Joe Public. No. All right. So, I mean, Freddie Mercury. I know you don't think much of his voice, actually. Do you? You think he's he's. Not I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of his. Best of singers. Fan of his voice. I, I, you know, I think there's many, many people who are better singers. I f- absolutely accept that he's an absolutely fantastic frontman. You know, ab- absolutely the the the, the epicenter of that band. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a fan of his voice particularly. Okay. Well, I mean, we needn't say much about Freddie Mercury because, as you said, we did talk about him in the last podcast. For well, even I didn't. I didn't have him in glam at all. Actually, you did. I didn't because I no. can't. I don't see. I don't see Queen as as glam. I suppose uh, glam rock. Uh, I I guess because that I think they were more a rock band initially, and then they well, they were a rock band in the seven. first couple of first couple of albums were rock. I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. two albums I like. I vaguely like. Okay, that's probably what confused you when you talk about Freddie Mercury in the last one because I don't. I didn't remember having Freddie Mercury in, but. That's probably why I've got him in then, because I, I didn't mention him in the last one because I didn't deem Queen to be a glam rock band and then therefore wouldn't have had Freddie Mercury. Um, what was the other one? I was thinking another thing that you could could uh, say about these icons when they're in the lead singers of a band, could they be, ironically, because Freddie Mercury probably has done in in a certain way, could they be replaced by another singer? And um, you know what I mean? In the case of Freddie Mercury, yes, and in my opinion, a better singer. So, yeah, you know, that's I'd much prefer the Adam Lambert version of Queen to the Freddie Mercury version. What about the Paul Rogers? I know you're a Paul Rogers fan. I'm a massive Paul Rogers fan, but his voice doesn't doesn't match Queen, in my opinion. I I thought that was a bad choice. Hmm. Okay. Um, but I, I don't see. Yeah, I I don't see Adam Lambert even as as a as a member of Queen, I just see him as sort of portraying the Freddie Mercury. It's not like a tribute band, but it, it's along those lines, in my opinion, anyway. And and Adam Lambert, who I agree, has got a great voice. And I always said when I saw him originally on American Idol, that talent show that you probably never watched. No, whenever he was on it in the mid noughties I think probably. Um, I said he should be. He should be touring with Queen or something. And hey, presto, he did. Lo and behold, he did. He did, he did. Right, so Freddie Mercury is is my first one. So who have you got as the first one then? Well, my first one, head and shoulders, the most iconic male lead singer of the lot, no one else need turn up, Mick Jagger. I mean, okay, Jagger, I've got Mick Jagger. I've got Jagger is absolutely the iconic, you know, the pout, the whole aura, the voice, the, the, the whole package he is the icon's icon in this particular field. So that was very, very easy as a number one. I thought you were going to say the whole nine yards. 
Well, I, very, I, I can say the whole nine yards if you'd like. <laughs> I, I don't really know what that means. Because uh, It's very... something to do with um, golf, isn't it? I don't know. Is it? No. I can't help all that far. I don't play golf, mate. I'm not <laughs> the faintest idea. It's a whole nine yards. Is it, is it a baseball term? It could be. It could I don't be. know. Actually. Literally no idea. Ask Shaggy. Well, let's let's wheel wheel an American in. I'm sure they can tell us. Yeah, maybe they will. Uh, If you're listening, Shaggy, then yeah, you can tell us what the whole nine yards means, or anybody can. They can send us a message on the message board. Actually, Um, I'm not really sure where it originates from. I just know it's it's just like a term. I don't know that it's it's really affiliated with any sport. It's just like the whole nine yards. You know what I mean? Okay, I just wonder. We're all guilty of talking about things we have no idea where they come from. Indeed. Oh, oh, thanks anyway for that. I, I, I could just be ignorant to it, which is more than likely, but uh, that's that's all I know, buddy. Well, well thanks for trying anyway. Um, I might, yeah, I don't think I've ever used the term anyway, but I just thought you were going to use it. All right, Jagger, definitely, 100%, I agree. Uh, if I'm going to have the four names, he would be definitely one. He's been around for yonky, uh, yonks. Uh, yonk, yonkies years, I was going to say. Yonk, I mean, yonkies, yonkies, years. yonkies years more than anyone else. Yonkies years. He's been around for absolutely ages. And as you you, you, you got it spot on, you can't have any list of front men uh, without Mick Jagger as top of the list or certainly in the top two or three or four. Um, and he's still alive, amazingly. Absolutely amazingly. Well, now, strangely, most of... Uh, no, hang on. Uh, one, two, three... Four, five of my seven are alive. I've just got a text from Rhonda. Where does the expression the whole nine yards come from? Um, and I quote, the bullets for the machine guns used in American combat planes of World War II and since were in chains 27 feet in length. Thus, if a pilot was able to fire all his bullets off one target, it. He was said to have given his adversary the full nine yards. Well, there we go. So, Thank you, Rhonda. If you um, if you view shooting down enemy planes as, as sport, a sport, was indeed a sporting, <laughs> a sporting term. Indeed, it is. I like that. That's uh, that's a that is up there with my other discovery today about uh, uh, <laughs> about my Afghan uh, my Afghan girls' eyes. So, uh, yeah, excellent, good. Okay, getting educated as well. And uh, yeah, you do get educated on here, like with the um, what was it? We were talking about brass monkeys. Yeah, balls and a brass monkey. Balls and a brass monkey. Yeah, on a on a part. Was it on a ship? Yes. The the, the, the it was cold. It uh, was like tonight. Cannibals. Can, yeah, cannibals yeah, kept on the train froze. and it froze. On the brass monkey. My word, that is amazing. Right. Okay. Well, thank you, Rhonda. Anyway, for that. Mick Jagger, then we've got in. We can't have a list like this without Jagger in, but I'm putting Mercury in. Go on, give us another one then. Okay, well, again, absolutely iconic. Everybody knows him. I'm sure um, you'll have one list. Yeah, I've got it as well. Been around sure. forever. Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, now he's, well, yeah, he was one of the five or six I've got. And I don't know whether I'm going to include him. I should really, I suppose. But I, I, I hear you. Well, I mean, he, stuck, I mean, he is literally Black Sabbath started heavy metal, 
they, you know, they they were they were the beginning of an entire genre of music. Ian Ian his missus have got their TV show. The whole Ozzy Osbourne Nine yards. thing <laughs> is just it, it's taken on a life of its own. So for me, if you're talking about singer icons, you couldn't really do that without having without having Ozzy. Without having Ozzy. Again, I'm not particularly a fan of his voice. I'm not particularly a Black Sabbath fan. I mean, they're okay, and I've you know I like some of their stuff, but um, I wouldn't say I've got to rush out and buy a Black Sabbath album. Um, but uh, you can't. I don't think you can have a list of male lead singer icons with him not on it. Well, I could say the same thing about him as I did Mick Jagger. How he's still alive. Now, that, is an amazing, oh, that is a mystery. Amazing I mean, that is a serious mystery. Yeah. <laughs> we mean him no disrespect, but no. for goodness sake. Um, yeah, Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath. Yeah, well, as I said, he was in my, If I, I've got a list of about 40 here. I've got rings around one, two, three, four, five, six. Actually, it's seven, and he was one of the seven. So I'll decide at the end if you maybe you're going to twist my arm on some of these other ones but I, I'm I've got arm on any. I, th- I literally have chosen these seven because i think for various reasons they are iconic uh, you know okay well an- another one i'm sure that you will have in your list which i have got as one of my seven if we're going seven um robert Plum. i'm only going seven because i couldn't justify, couldn't justify having eight nine four. and ten so, <laughs> so robert plant You've got yes. him in there, surely. Yes, he's my. I had him at number two. Okay, and I've and I've got him in because he is um, the Golden God. I mean, that's that was his that was his nickname. And if we're talking about posters, especially on girls' bedroom walls, um, <laughs> then Robert Plant and his tight jeans uh, was very much definitely a part of that whole thing. And you know. I doubt very much that there are many countries in the world that are not aware of Stairway to Heaven. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I, I, I can't see how you could not have him in, basically. <clears throat> Again, I, I don't know of the Mercury Jagger Osborne. Now, I'm just going to put this out there. Joe blogs on the street, average Joe on the street, not a particular music fan or fan of heavy metal rock whatever hard rock whatever you would determine led zeppelin as i don't know robert plant is that as a notable name as those other three no it's not i don't think he is either no it's not no does that move bring him down the icon list though well he's in my top four so and i haven't done that i've got i've got jagger and then everybody else. Okay. So, so I haven't, you know, I, I haven't really bothered with that. But I mean, I think this goes back to when were we having this conversation? Was it last time? Or it, it goes back to this thing about, you know, Queen. And I know I bang on about it, but Queen are a band that appeal to people that don't really like rock music, uh, in the same way that the Darkness do, and the same way that Fleetwood Mac do. Um, you know, there is that little cabal of bands that have that people like and they are rock but they're kind of you know it, 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 they developed a different style i admit but they're, they're still kind of a rock band in my opinion but yeah. you, you could say the likes of 
you know, d- d- groups evolved. I mean, Genesis did. They're not a prog yeah. rock band. They became like a pop rock band, didn't they? they Fleetwood did. Mac. That people call Both them a rock a blues band. band. They're not a blues band no, anymore. They, they they traversed no. that. And if they'd been a blues band, then they wouldn't have had the, the success, the success or the status that they have. And that's no. exactly the point I'm making. So no. I, so for me, Robert Plant is. I don't think you can justify having a male lead band lead vocalist list that doesn't no. have Robert Plant on it. Okay. But, and I think that he is well known enough across the, the, the you know the music listening public for people to know to know Led Zeppelin and to know Robert Plant. But is he on the same level as Jagger with the lips, the pout, the whole Glimmer Twins thing? No, absolutely not. In our in in our generation in the rock world, they're on a par. I would say Plant is bigger, but generally, I think. It's got to be Jagger. So he's my mm. so Jagger's my number one, and then the rest. And the rest, okay. You're going to give us some rest now, as we know. Okay, go on. What's what's another one from your rest? Of well, the my list? my my fourth one, um, in my four is Alice Cooper. Ah, mm, okay. Because again, I think he's iconic because he has this kind of, you know, this dark kind of image that is very much an image that he sells you know the snakes the chicken all the all that stuff um but you know he's he was brought up in a religious family he goes to church he's been married to the same woman since 1976 he's an all-round thoroughly decent guy and you know if your car broke down outside his house he'd invite you in for a cup of coffee so he's managed to create this this persona around and, and there is an iconography around Alice Cooper that people go for the shock and the, all of that stuff, but it's it's an act. That isn't really him. Um, and I think that most people will know Alice Cooper. Whereas Ozzy Osbourne, it isn't an act? Is that what we're saying, maybe? Well, I, I think, I mean, of course, there's an element of all of these people where it's an act, but mm. I don't think, uh, you know, I think the whole, you know, no, Alice Cooper... Ozzy Osbourne didn't write songs, you know. I love the dead and all the rest of it. I, you know, I think that I think that in Alice's case, it was very much an act. But I think if we're talking about iconic lead singers, then he absolutely ticks that box. And Craig has just messaged Alice Cooper is a heck of a golfer too. Yes, he's, he's scratch golfer. Well, there you go. Yeah, he is. I'm a something like a scratch golfer. It's called a crap golfer. Something I'm a I'm a don't let me anywhere near the golf bag because people will die, golfer. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think, yeah, my sons probably aren't that great either. I remember one of them, who was it? I think it was a youngest, went to a pitch and putt, and Sam swung the club, got his mum on the face just to the right of her eye, I think it was one of her eyes. It was right in the corner of the eye. Ended up going to A&E. Ended up getting an, on an ambulance, going on a trip in an ambulance. So my golfing expertise has been half his down. he was popular. Yes, but he, he was probably only about four or something. He wasn't very old at the time. It was a, it was a pretty big club, obviously too big for him. But Alice Cooper, you know, I... You know, I didn't include... Oh, he's one of the ones on my list here, but there, there's literally 30, I'd say, on the list here. Do I include him? Do I not? And I don't know whether or not 
because the band is also called Alice Cooper, I don't know whether that caused me a little bit of confusion. I mean, if you're going to have Alice Cooper in for iconic singers from a band, you won't like this probably either. But what about Bon Jovi in there? He's not on my list, but John Bon Jovi. Yeah, he's not he's not on my list. I mean, I've got Bon Jovi's greatest hits, um, which I play very very occasionally. Yeah, uh, I'm not a not a massive fan, but yeah, I mean, but I mean, he will be an icon amongst my teenage girls. <laughs> well, no, I mean, well, maybe still, but I mean, amongst my older children's generation, so the kids mm. that are in their you know mid thirties through to early forties, they they would. And he's their era. And I guess he would have been an icon. I mean, he was selling out stadiums left and right, wasn't he? So, um, oh, absolutely. Still going, still going strong, I think. Yeah. Although not as good now without Richie Zambora, but you know, that's a, that's another he's a great. He's actually a very, very good singer. Underrated singer. I think John Bon Jovi. Oh, uh, when we're down in Nice, there was a, an open night night, uh, open mic night, I should say at the uh, hard rock on the front there at Nice. Yeah. And actually Josh got up and did a couple of songs, did a Coldplay song. But this other guy did uh, a couple of Bon Jovi songs. He's very high, very high notes he gets to. It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, I certainly can't do them, that's for sure. <laughs> no, you can't. Okay. Um, right. I don't know whether or not this is the same era as John Bon Jovi or not, but I've included him because I do think he is an iconic rock singer for a band not one of your favorites but he sort of ticks a lot of the boxes is steven tyler yeah i steven tyler was my kind of ninth or tenth on my list of seven i, I thought about him and thought yeah I, they're not i mean I, I don't dislike them i'm not a massive fan but you're right i think that for the look and for the lifestyle and for all the rest of it I, I, yeah i i i, I could would argue a reasonable case for for Steven Tyler. Oh, yeah. okay. And again, how on earth are they still alive? But there you go. That's a, well, I mean, <laughs> that is, that's incredible, isn't it? That, that is that is right up there. Although, mind you, um, you know, the the other one that I've got on my list who is alive, <laughs> how, in, how in the name of all that's holy he is, is beyond me. <laughs> Interesting. I wonder, I wonder who that is. Um, all right, so Stephen Tyler, I've I've put him into into the into the mix there. Yeah, have you got another one? Uh, okay, well I'm going to go for a couple of dead guys now. Um, so okay. I think that if we're talking about iconic lead singers, you don't have to look very much beyond Jim Morrison. Yeah, see that's um, another one I've got a ring around Jim Morrison. Well, Jim Morrison, I think you know he you know one of the Twenty Seven Club, um, uh, you know the whole look again. There's Jim Morrison posters everywhere. There's Jim Morrison T-shirts. There is pilgrimages to Jim Morrison's grave in Paris, even by people who've got no idea who the doors were. Yeah. Um, or I, even I, who I Jim think, Morrison is, probably. But, but I just think there's an iconography around the whole Morrison aura. Um, and, um, you know, he was, a, he, was, he, he, he was a great poet. He was a good singer. He was a good-looking bloke who kind of captured all of the kind of spirit of hippydom in in the late sixties, and I think that's carried. I think that's carried through, um, and I think that you couldn't really talk about iconic lead singers and not have him on that list. 
I mean, you know, they weren't, I mean, you know, his body of work isn't huge, is it? But um, no. what he is, is very influential. And he, as a figure, I think, that's got to be there. Well, yeah, I agree. I, I definitely, it was one of my, definitely one of my seven uh, was Jim Morrison. Uh, probably, maybe wrongly, because I, I, I've said this before, I've never been a humongous fan of the Doors, to be honest, or even Jim Morrison, actually. I just don't like, I like a lot of the Doors stuff, but I mean, generally, the, the way he sings is in a very dreary sort of way, you know? It's very down, uh, like a lot of the Doors music is, actually, yeah, and I, it, it's, I'm it's, more up than down. But that uh, is iconic, for sure. But it's it, the Doors music is stuff you listen to very, very late at night when you've had a bad day and you're feeling like you want to hit the wall and the Doors music either chills you out or it makes you, you hit sleep. <laughs> well, we that too. But so, yeah, it's it's gloom, it's doom and gloom laden. Um, yeah, and, it is. Um, I think that's probably what I'm not so keen on. But I can't argue; he would definitely be a, an iconic male singer. I've got a dead one for you. It might be the same dead one as you've got. I don't I, know. I think there's a good chance it's the same dead one. Go on. Who have you got? Who's dead? Um, I don't know whether it'll be the same one. I'm actually plump for Bon Scott. Ah, now, okay, so it's not the same one. But I had an inner, I had an inner struggle about whether to include Bon Scott, and I, and I thought ACDC are an iconic band, and right across all of the generations, everybody knows ACDC because they know Back in Black, and they know Highway to Hell, and they know Thunderstruck, and so and you've got these iconic ACDC songs. And then I thought about the ACDC singers, and I thought, well, for our generation, Bon Scott absolutely is an iconic singer but most people know brian johnson as the lead singer of acdc because he's been the lead singer for 10 long, long, years, yeah, long, sure. as, as long as bon scott was yeah and i couldn't include him as an icon i mean he's got an absolutely unique voice not a good voice but a unique voice um but i, I couldn't include him as an icon because it, it just doesn't have that icon era to me aura but i but i did i did think yeah bon scott ought to be in there and then i opted not to put him in but i totally buy that yeah okay i'd say i'd have him over brian johnson every day oh, of the week i i mean as a singer I i'd have him over him every day yeah yeah uh, i just still i you know acdc the the the, the, the 70s acdc other the creme de la creme, in my opinion, which yeah, is yeah. why I put Bon Scott in there. But I thought, um, so I think we probably covered uh, all of the ones I had. I've got Bon Scott, Robert Plant. I had Stephen Tyler, Freddie Mercury, Mick Jagger, Jim Morrison, and Ozzy Osbourne. Well, I've got two more here, which were the other two on my list. So Another de dead one. Another dead one. And again, I think for the generation that had the great misfortune to grow up thinking that the 1990s produced good music when we all know it was shite, um, I think you've got to have Kurt Cobain. Mm, okay. I mean, he is iconic. Again, you go walking around, walking around the world and look at T-shirts, Nirvana, there is a lot of Nirvana T-shirts. The face with the... Uh, with the cross eyes, there is a lot of Nirvana, and Nirvana and Kurt Cobain are absolutely synonymous. So I think if we're talking music icons, lead singer icons, you have to I'd be hard-pressed to leave Kurt Cobain out. 
I didn't I didn't put him in. I don't know. I just think that maybe it's well for a start, he wasn't around for long at all, was he? Well, he was around for about as long as Jim Morrison. Uh possibly. I don't know about album wise. I mean they only no. made what three albums, the doors made a few more. Um is it Nirvana really that's the, the icons there rather than the yeah, genre? But we, but, we agreed, but we agreed last time that we can't have a band as an icon. No, no, no. That's so why I didn't include Kirk So we had to choose a person. And I think if you think about if you think about Nirvana, then it's Kurt Cobain and Dave Grohl. But Dave Grohl went on to his iconic rock status with the Foos, mm. not with not with Nirvana. But I think Nirvana are an iconic band. And if I'm thinking about Nirvana, I think Kurt Cobain. Oh, yeah, so do I. But what about Dave Grohl, actually? We're talking, well, uh, they've been I, around a hell of a lot longer than, I mean, they're has, in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame now. So that was even around for 25 years, haven't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, he didn't even cross my radar as being an iconic lead singer because I think he's an iconic person. I think he comes across as a great bloke that you want to, mm. you know, laugh with. But do I think he, he's an iconic singer? No, not really. Oh, okay. So you've got one more who's alive. Uh, yes, although heaven alone knows how. And that is um, Axel Rose. All right, all right. Yeah, okay. He was definitely on my list, but didn't include him in the end. Anything to... I just, you know, again, the case for just, I was thinking about, well, you know, in that, in that eighties, in that eighties era, who were the great iconic singers and actually bands that started in the eighties, I was struggling to think of very many who were icons, you know, some mm. really good singers, but icons. And then I thought actually, you know, Axl Rose again, T-shirts, see a lot of Guns N' Roses T-shirts amongst uh, people who probably know Sweet Child of Mine, um, maybe Paradise City. That's about as far as it goes. Okay. All right, Axel Rose, he's definitely he's in there. He's in the mix. Um, and, well, yeah, this was meant to be the easy one, wasn't it? So we've, we've gone on for quite a while. But I suppose now that is because we've got so many of them. Yeah, uh, That's why it's taken so long, and maybe the others we, we can do a little bit quicker. Um, but what about then, um, what about Bono? Yep. Yeah. He's, he's, he's an icon, probably not as a, not as a singer of you two. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I mean, that good shout. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about Bono. Yeah, he's a good one. Um, and the only other one I think that you might even consider, possibly. Um, well, no, I don't think you'd even consider it. But again, he was sort of an iconic figure of the genre, and that is Iggy Pop and the Stooges. Uh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, he is iconic, and he's still going, and he's not dead. And doesn't look like it doesn't look like there's any chance of him dropping dead anytime soon as well. He's the most ripped seventy-five-year-old in history. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah, good shout. And hadn't even hadn't even crossed my radar. Hadn't crossed your radar. Okay, well at least I got a couple in that hadn't crossed your radar. And uh, Roger Daltrey didn't either, I assume. No, because he's a twat. 
Oh, no, that's, that's, that's a good reason. So if we want to narrow these four, if we can pick four from this lot, I'm assuming we're going to agree. Mick Jagger. Yeah. Robert Plant. Yeah. For sure. So that's two. Yeah. Um, and you would go for, presumably, then, Ozzy Osbourne and Jim Morrison. Uh, yes, with Alice Cooper as my reserve. Okay. Well, I would probably go for... Sorry, and I would obviously go for Freddie Mercury if I hadn't already picked him, but I have. Yeah, so. I mean, I would I would go for Freddie Mercury of, yeah. of the top four. And it's then a choice, really, I think, for me, between Ozzy and Jim Morrison. Um, and I think I'll go for Jim Morrison over the two of them. Yeah. Okay. So, pretty well in the same ballpark. All right. Let's move on. The tricky one, another tricky one then. We're going to go for the ladies, the lead singer female category. Uh, this, I think you might need a little bit of an intro, no doubt, for it, will you? Well, I think the interesting thing, and, and again, we kind of, when we were talking about which what we were going to do this week, we, we kind of had a little conversation about that then, didn't we? I, I think the problem with the female lead singer role is, sorry, not the problem with the role, the problem with this particular category, if that's mm. what we're calling it, is yeah. that if you go back to the 60s and 70s, when all of the great icons that are still, you know, around like the men we've just talked about, mm-hmm. there really wasn't very many female-fronted bands. So your so your 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 choice is from those early days is very very limited and i would argue that with the exception of one there maybe two there isn't really any that are truly iconic there's lots of great singers you know the grace slicks and people like that um elkie brooks in vinegar joe you know i mean there's lots and lots of really good singers but they're not iconic and then what happened was that suddenly female singers suddenly took over some genres completely so well no no, further on later into the 80s 90s because what you started to get well okay forget the 80s because that was all a bit of a blur but once you got into the once you got into the 90s and onwards you then got all the metal bands symphonic metal bands lots of them have got female lead singers and very good female lead singers. And then you then had that whole series of female-fronted rock bands like The Pretty Reckless, like Hailstorm, but they haven't been around long enough for them to be iconic. I mean, I think Taylor Momsen is iconic because I just think she's brilliant, but she's not really... You can't argue a case for her being an icon. And then the other thing is that a lot of the really great female singers weren't lead singers of bands. So, you know, I haven't counted people like Karen Carpenter because the, it was her and a, uh, and a brother, brother uh-huh. you know, yeah. and a backing band. And so and and so all of the great, you know, the people who I love as singers like Floor Janssen and Sharon Danadell and Florence Welch from Florence and the Machine, you know, all of them, I think, you know, that they're, they're, they're very recent. They're iconic in their genre. You know, ask anybody who's a symphonic metal fan or even a metal fan who's the greatest singer, they're all going to say Floor Janssen because she's brilliant. But she's not an icon. You know, ask a person in the street, they'll have never heard of her. Never heard of so her. So I think yeah. this was a really, really difficult category. 
Oh. And difficult to the point where I, I've chosen four mm-hmm. with one very left field reserve. Oh, and we have the conversation about Jerry Halliwell, obviously. Oh, and Spice Girls, yeah. Yeah, you know, was was she the lead singer of the Spice Girls? Well, no, I don't think she was. I, personally, I don't think she was the lead singer. I think she's one of one of four very average. Uh, one of four very average singers and one terrible one. Yes, <laughs> who's basically. Married, who's, who's married, married to a footballer. <laughs> yeah, or ex-footballer. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, you know my views on the Spice Girls anyway. But uh, listen, mate, I, I, they're my views I, on the Spice Girls as well. <laughs> I, I couldn't include, I couldn't include Jerry Halliwell to be honest, purely because I, I think she's a lead singer. Uh, if I give, I, I give you my four and see what you think of them. Okay, you, you might have, you might have some of the same, and one of them, I, I'm not sure. Again, wasn't around, not alive now. Okay. And I've gone Janice Joplin. I've gone Janice Joplin as well. She's my oh. third. She was my top pick. All right. Okay. Not around for long, of course. Died in what seventy? Yes. And her body of work is tiny. Basically, it's yeah. her solo album, which was posthumously released, and then one album with um, with um, Big Brother, Big Brother, and then the live album with Big Brother, which I've also yeah, got two of them. Uh, they, yeah, cheap but, thrills. Cheap Thrills, was that the first one? Cheap Thrills. Uh, Cheap Thrills, yes. Thrills, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But is she iconic? Absolutely. If if you you ask anybody, and even I've tried this out with, you know, younger generation people who I know, know, friends from Twitter and whatever, um, and said, do you know know who Janis Joplin was? And they go, yeah, she was a singer, wasn't she? I think she's, you know, she's got that iconic status. Uh, You know, the way she looked, the whole... Life, you know, ruined. Um, and what a voice. I mean, just, mm. I mean, just, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. Live, I mean, live life to the excess. And maybe that's part of the, uh, the lead, lead singer and iconic status that you yeah, need. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Um, okay. Well, we both got Jane Shopping. That was easy. Um, I've got another one for you now. Then um, I think you might have her in as well. Definitely a poster girl. I know. Um, I know where we're going with this. That'll be. <laughs> and I'm not talking Linda Ronstadt. I'm talking Debbie Harry, of course. I have got Debbie Harry as well. Well, there you go. Two out of two. We are the same. Absolutely iconic. Very much a poster girl. Appears on okay. t-shirts. Yes. And um and appears like, in t-shirts as well. No appears doubt. in t-shirts and um, on, on the t-shirts. A lot of good songs. Yeah, a lot of good songs. So yeah, again, one of those one of those artists that sort of decided to go a different route, but that's nothing to do with their iconic status. They're definitely iconic. Um, and people will know her. In fact, people think that that Blondie is her and not a yes, band, yes. which yes. must annoy the hell out of the band. <laughs> Especially, I'm sure, I'm sure it does. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, yeah, but, uh, well, I mean, it's the same with Bon Jovi, isn't it? <laughs> well, same thing. Yeah, yeah, or even Alice Cooper, maybe to a certain well, indeed. But, yeah, uh, um, yeah, she was she was very much on my list. Good stuff. Another one for you, Chrissy Hind. Right. I didn't choose Chrissy Hind. I love Chrissy Hind, and I really like The Pretenders, 
but I didn't think she was iconic. Because again, if you asked your generation, our generation, then everybody would know Chrissy Hind and the Pretenders. If you ask my kids' generation, they'd go, who? Who? Mm, I don't know. Would they? Chrissy Hind? She did have a, a few hits with um, UB40 and people, didn't she? Maybe with other artists as well. Absolutely no idea. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I mean, I believe you. I just no, she she did. I mean, she did, I got you, babe. She, she did a version with UB40. Yeah, UB40 and Chrissy Hine. That was I got you, babe. They covered whenever that was, probably in the nineties or the yeah, it's probably the nineties, I would guess. Um, I I just thought probably an influential figure as well for young yeah females like like Debbie dis- Harry. I couldn't disagree with you. I just she I, she was one of the people I looked at. And, and then crossed, all, crossed her off the list. Well, uh, yeah, I know. I just put her in the below the four or five. Um, I mean, you wouldn't know necessarily who the other members of the Pretenders are. No, no idea. Mind you, the average Joe wouldn't know who the other members of Blondie are actually either, but... No. All right, one other then. Patty Smith. I also have Patty Smith as my four. Oh, right, we've got three no. out of four. That's not bad, is it? Yeah. I don't, again, I think if we're talking icon, you know, do people know loads of her stuff? No. No. Do they know what she looks like and the whole Patti Smith image? Absolutely, because she cultivated it very cleverly. Um, She she curated her her whole Patti Smith persona very, very well. Um, and again, you know, you can close your eyes and picture her in that white shirt and the baggy long trousers with the thing o- with it over her shoulder. It- it's an iconic rock picture. Um, and um, yeah, from the first album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horses. Yeah, and and I mean yeah. that was a poster, wasn't it? As well. I mean, you know, it, yes. it, so yeah. So basically, absolutely, she is also an okay. Icon. Right. In that case, I would, I'm guessing then you plumped. For Annie Lennox, no, no, really. Okay, no. well, I That's went for Chrissy Hind over Annie Lennox because I'm not a great Annie Lennox fan. Um, oh, I'm not. You, I've got, I have a Eurythmics album. I don't ever play it, but I have one. Um, my fourth one is uh, Stevie Nicks. Uh, okay, again, oh, see, on, I- the, on the basis of Queen. And Fleetwood Mac being in that basket of bands that everybody likes, even if they don't like rock music. And Stevie Nicks is an iconic figure. Pretty girl, can sing, looks the part. Lots of people had the rumours poster on the wall. My question would be, of course, if you ask people who's the lead singer of Fleetwood Mac, would they see Stevie Nicks? Yeah. I don't know, would they? Well, who else would they say? Well, they could say Lindsay Buckingham. He did a hell of a lot. Yeah, but he played the guitar. She didn't. Well, true. Maybe not. Did she not do any instrument, like the keyboards or something, maybe? I'm not always a fan. I've got rumours and a Greatest Hits album, and the Greatest Hits album has got a load of excrement on it. Um, so uh, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan. Well, Tusk. I mean, yeah, terrible. Um, Tusk. Oh, dear. Yeah, that wasn't a great album, was it? 
All right, Stephen. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have had her in. Actually, I wouldn't deem her as a lead singer per se. I think that's the, that was the issue I would have had with Stephen. Yeah, as you would say, I, didn't even cross my my radar. Uh, I, I would Chrissy, have, Chrissy Hines did cross my radar, but because I didn't think she was iconic enough, I didn't include her. Oh, fair enough. Um, that, I mean, there are other lead singers. Uh, I mean, I, I mentioned to you earlier on, actually, Diana Ross. Would you call Diana Ross? Well. <laughs> Again, I left her out because, because last we talked time about we it with the Motown. Motown. We we done Fair it enough. before, and I, I it's a weird thing. But when you talk about, I mean, we had this conversation. When you talk about lead singers in that kind of band, is it the singer? You know, so like for example, Gladys Knight and the Pips and the Pips. Yeah, okay. is she an iconic lead singer? I mean, loads of hits, well-known, even kids today, if they heard a Gladys Knight song, they probably would recognise it from somewhere else. Mm. Is she iconic? I, I would say Is Diana, Diana Ross, Ross iconic? I, I would say more than, than Gladys Knight would be. Well, I would say uh, she was more than Gladys Knight. And I'll bear in mind, of course, the Supremes. They only became Diana Ross and Supremes probably in around about 66, 67 yeah. time. Before right. that, they were just the Supremes. Right. So, the, you know, they probably had about a run of half a dozen, broke all sorts of records, didn't they? As the Supremes, as number ones in the US, Space Love, etc. I think underlines the fact that she wasn't an iconic lead singer of a band she was an iconic motown artist later which was why we chose her when we did the tamla one well okay well i didn't include that her, would be I, my, I, that would be my argument i i i would argue that as as she was the lead singer in a band for a period of years and then it separated and it became her she came too big an icon if you like which is why i chose her which is <laughs> In which is why they, they decided to really promote the band with her as a front person. They called it Diana Ross and Supremes. Um, but then, of course, she left and whoever took over from her. Um, Rhonda says, um, Stephen Nicks played tambourine. That was about it. But then again, I could probably play the tambourine, I think. I think most people can. <laughs> most people so could. Let, my wild card. Oh, go on then. My wild card is Mama Cass Elliot. Interesting. Again, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily say. I would say Danny Doherty was the lead singer of Mutmas and the Puppers. Well, I, I think she's iconic because of her size and because of the larger-than-life character that came with her being the size she was. And again, the fact that she died really young as a result of whatever it was she died of. Um, and I just thought, as a as a female singer, if you're going to go back that far in history maybe I'd throw her in. But, I mean, I was struggling beyond the four. Yeah, yeah. Months. Okay. Yeah, I, again, I wouldn't have included her because of the fact... I, she's a great singer. I love Mama Cass uh, and the Mamas and the Papas, actually. Yeah, but, yeah, I wouldn't have included her. So, narrowing it down to the four, I think we've agreed, obviously, on Janice Joplin, Debbie Harry, and, and Patty Smith. And it's just a question of one of these other ones that goes in. It could be Chrissy Hind, it could be Stephen Nicks, it could be Mama Cass Elliot. I haven't really well, got others that can Mama compete. Stevie Nicks and Chrissy Hind, I, I'm relaxed about either. And I do like, I really like. Would it be fair to have Annie Lennox even in the equation at all, in the mix? 
as you the lead singer with the not only the Eurythmics, but she was in a band before that called the Tourists, who had uh, two or three hits, I think. Then, of course, she left to become well. It was more of a duo, maybe. Maybe that's one reason for which not is included. why I didn't choose Karen Carpenter because it was a yeah, duo. maybe so, maybe so. All right, taught me round there. Right, okay, so that's the female singers. That leaves us with the tricky folk <laughs> and <laughs> folk and new wave. Which one do you want to do first? Folk? I, 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 whichever one you like. We'll do folk. We'll do it in alphabetical order. Folk. <laughs> folk music. All right, all right. This is um, this is obviously a tricky one. There's so many different variations of the folk genre. I guess I, I, I'm going to start straight. Well, unless you've got anything to say about folk music, well, actually, start. all I was going to say about that is, I, you know, I f- folk is basically local music played by local musicians played in, on traditional instruments, probably played on traditional say. instruments yeah. Yeah, yeah. in any village or any town in any country in the world. And so when you talk about folk, you know, I mean, I've been to a Ukrainian folk festival a whole day with dancing and music. It was fantastic, you know, local food. It was this massive, monumental, great event. And it was absolutely brilliant. And it, and it was traditional Ukrainian folk. I've been to the, uh, I've, I've been in Lebanon to, a folk evening there, which were some of the people who then pay, play at the Beta Dine Festival, which is the biggest thing in the Middle East, which people come from all over the world to, Baalbek. So, you know, and then you look at the UK and you go, well, what, what even is folk? Is it dancing around maypoles? Is it Morris dancers? You know, you've got there. And, and then American folk, you've got, you know, kind of like Indian music, you know, the, the, the um, the, the Native American music and all the rest of it. So you, you've got all of these different, I mean, folk just is huge. So ultimately what I did was to go, right, if we're talking about this in terms of the back, the backgrounds of this podcast, then what we're basically talking about is American and English folk singers. I think you're probably right. And so that's where I got to. Um, and once I got there, um, it was, Relatively easy to come up with the six that I've come up. You come at six. All right. Okay. What do you want to start then? Well, I I mean, I will be stunned if you do not have in your top four, um, Mr. Zimmerman. Yeah, Dylan. Because quite clearly, as a singer and folk and protest icon, He's, you know, he's got to be there. And if you go back to Bob Dylan and the freewheeling Bob Dylan and all of that early times they are changing, you know, that's all folk, isn't it? He didn't really start to change until Blonde on Blonde. So um, it's... Uh, it, oh, yeah. Yeah. I have to have Dylan in there for sure. Um, such a massive influence as well on and so many artists. Yeah. I mean... I mean, we've talked about Dylan... Uh, we had. Did we have a Dylan show? We did, didn't we? Mm, yes, we, we did. did. Yes, we did. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think we did. And uh, yeah, Dylan has to, has to be in there. Uh, Marmite, 
character, I guess, musically because of his voice. People say he can't sing. Well, and, he can't. <laughs> and that could well be, that could well be right. But uh, he, he can sing his songs in the way he wants to sing them. Which is the same as Neil Young and exactly the point. And that's where you have to disaggregate yeah. can they sing from can they sing their songs their way in a way which which resonates with the audience? And the answer is yes. So. Okay. Um, well, you know, come on, give us another one. Then. Well, I think, I mean, my, my one and two were easy, and then I've got four, which it could be in any order. So Bob Dylan is number one, and then uh, number two, a artist from exactly the same time um, in popular music when folk and popular music were coming together, um, same social activist singer songwriter Joan Baez. Okay, no, I haven't got Joan Baez in. Well, I mean, I, you know, I if we're talking about folk icons, I, I mean, I could I might even have put her above above Dylan or equal with Dylan. I, I think she's that she's that influential in the in the folk genre. So those, Again, two, those two were easy. Average Joe on the street, Joan Baez. Well, I, I, average Joe on the street wouldn't choose Dylan as a folk artist. I think yeah, average I think Joe on the street wouldn't have a clue what you were talking about if you talk about folk. So, well, I mean, they might. They, I mean, if you were wandering around rural Essex or Norfolk, then they go, "Oh, yeah, it's a Murray's man, isn't it?" And if you were down in Somerset, <laughs> it'd be the people, you know, doing whatever it is they do with sheep. But I mean, basically, it's no. I, I, I think I, I don't think that folk. I don't think folk is it's widespread enough in the context of what I said at the start, where it's this, you know, music of the, of the different places around the world. But in terms of era and genre defining musicians, I just don't think enough people know folk to, to be able to do it. But for people who do know folk, Joan Byers has got to be there. All right. Okay. I've got an, I've got one then throw at you, uh, which precedes these two. Mm. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I was sort of expecting you to have one. I've chosen the other. Uh, one was Pete Seeger. I have Pete Seeger in my six. Okay. He was also enough. a singer and social activist, very yes. much a social activist. As was Woody Guthrie. I haven't got Woody Guthrie. That's because I didn't know that he was a folk singer. I thought he was country and western. No, I would say he was folk, US folk, Americana, protest music in the same way. Uh, and he came along before Pete Seeger did as well, didn't he? Um, I absolutely. I absolutely buy that. I bow to your better judgment. I don't and know. I, I would, and it's reportedly he is a massive influence on the number of people, Bob Dylan, Phil Oaks, Johnny Cash, Bruce Springsteen, Harry Chapin, John Cougar Mellencamp, Pete Seeger, Jerry Garcia, Billy Bragg, and so many artists um, yeah. uh, are, are Guthrie-influenced. Uh, and you'd like, he, 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 on his guitar, he had a sticker saying, this machine kills fascists. That, that works for me. That's got, it's got to be in there. It's, that's, it's, it's been promoted into your top four. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I know Woody Guthrie, of course I do, but I wouldn't, um, I don't know enough about him to know whether he was an icon. But now that you've just said who he influenced, then yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Woody Guthrie is one of mine. So uh, you've got Bob Dylan, you've got Pete Seeger, you've got Woody Guthrie. No, well, because I've narrowed it down to four, I think. I've got a number on my list, all of the ones that you mentioned there. No, Joan Bowers. I didn't put Joan Bowers down. Um, what about then? How do you stand on whether this is folk or not? For some reason, I've called her folk, and it's Joni Mitchell. Yeah, I decided that she wasn't folk. I decided she was a singer-songwriter who basically did jazz later on in life, so um, I didn't include her. Well, I mean, clearly, if we're talking female singer-songwriters, she's the queen of the hill. Um, okay, but, um, but I didn't. I mean, I, I I perfectly accept that you know, like Joan Baez, like all of those artists that started in the sixties, they came out of the sit with a guitar, write songs. You therefore are a folk musician. So mm. I, I, you know, I'm very happy to say yes, absolutely, she's iconic. Absolutely, um, is Not she necessarily folk? a folk? Mm. All right, but I, you know, if if you say she is, then yes, I buy that. All right, one other than from a similar era, I would say, would be Leonard Cohen. Yeah, I'd thought about Leonard Cohen, but I couldn't decide whether he was folk or whether there is a subgenre for people who are rushing off to commit suicide. Because basically, his, <laughs> his, I mean, his music wouldn't motivate it's you literary. out of building, would it? What do you think? Jim Morrison's a bit... Oh, I was going to say, if you think Jim Morrison's depressing and then you talk about Leonard Cohen, God, dear, oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, 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 we did, we had a, Len, we had a Leonard Cohen... I think we had a Leonard Cohen tape in the car. I think my missus used to play it to shut the kids up when they were rioting. If you shut up or we're playing Leonard Cohen... <laughs> But, uh, yeah, even a few, a few reasonable. Huge, I'm, I'm not a huge fan, but I, I would say he's folk. I'm sure you. you, I, I, you I, listen, I buy it. I, I just I literally cool. don't know enough about it. No, all right, fair, fair dues. Uh, it, it is a little bit dreary, I must admit. Uh, at times, people, uh, real big Leonard Cohen fans, will say, "What are you talking about being dreary?" Because they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't believe you. Um, but it is. I shall ask my neighbour across the road, who is a massive Leonard Cohen fan. I really? Shall, I would, yeah, and her, her fella, her fella Gary, when she's talking about Leonard Cohen, he's going like this. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's into Rush and Genesis. <laughs> oh, Rush and Genesis. Yeah. Russian, Russian Genesis, Not I thought you were saying. No, no, no. That sounds like a very bad place to go in the current circumstances. <laughs> All right. Um, come on, have you got another one then? Oh, well, I've got another three. So, um, I oh, don't think you can realistically talk about um folk music icons without talking about Tom Paxton, okay? Um, who I think is a, an artist who you know people would know and would say, Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I had Tom Paxton down, um, and then I've got a couple of Brits. I have got um, Richard Thompson. Ah, see, I, I've got question marks. I didn't know. I wanted to hear your views on this. Uh, I've put Richard Thompson and Sandy Denny. 
Sandy Denny. Yeah, no? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I haven't got her, but I mean, you, she's very definitely a folk artist. I don't know. I don't know whether she's an icon. Maybe she is because she's dead. Um, but um, well, it helps, doesn't it? I, <laughs> she, she plummeted downstairs, didn't she? Bless her. Um, Did she? But, um, yeah, yeah, she fell downstairs, broke her neck. Um, she but, wasn't listening uh, to Leonard Cohen, was she? <laughs> no, listening to let it go whilst trying to put up a post for a Jim Morrison. <laughs> oh dear, bless her. I hope there's no one from the Denny family listening. Or we're gonna get taken off there. Anyway, um, yeah, no. So, so I included Richard Thompson because um, I think if you're talking about folk music in the UK, then there are two bands who stand out from the crowd one of which is fairport convention, convention and the other certainly, one's yes and certainly yeah. liege and leaf would be you know in most music collectors collections of uh, you know of, it, of its type it's the i mean it's the only fairport one I, that i've got um and it's a brilliant album but then richard thompson also had his career with his wife didn't he had richard and linda thompson they did some really good stuff as well they did. Yeah, yeah, I want the bright lights tonight, was it? Yeah, that's right. So I, I so I, you know, if you're talking Brits, I think you've got to throw Richard Thompson in there as a leading light of the Brit folk movement. And then the other one I've got um is Maddie Pryor. Okay. I thought you were gonna say Annie Haslam there. Yeah. No, Maddie, no, because no, Annie Haslam's, I mean she's very definitely prog. Uh, but Maddie Pryor. Steel Ice Band, I mean, Steel Ice Band have had a hu- an immense career, um, loads of albums, a huge body of work. She's got a very, very distinctive voice. And in, you know, I mean, all around my hat, it's pretty awful. Um, but Gaudete and, you know, there's there's enough songs which are well known from the, spe- from the Steel Ice Band um, catalogue for people to go, all right, to English folk, Steel Ice Band, that girl who sings, that girl's Maddie Pryor. So I, I you know, for for a bit of Brit flavour, I shoved them in as well because I, I think she probably is. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah, I, I wonder how many of these go on the street would know. A fair point. Si tu dois pas partir, is that on Legion Leaf? Uh, yes, it is. Okay, yeah. that was a Bob Dylan song, wasn't it? I think it was. Yeah, in French. Can't remember which song it was, but it was a Bob Dylan song for some reason sung in French on the album. Um, Maddie Pryor, okay. Um, I've have you got one other, or is that it? No, no. So Dylan, Baez, Bat Paxton, Thompson, Pryor, and Seeger. Okay. Well, we're definitely going to agree then on Dylan, and is that the only one we agreed on? I mean, well, it's I, the only one which we, no, I mean, you mentioned Pete Seeger, Woody Guthrie, and Pete well, Seeger I mean, together. Yeah, okay. Well, if you if you want if you put Woody Guthrie in, I I don't think you can have that discussion without having Joan Baez in. So that sounds okay, like it's, that sounds like it's Dylan Baez, Seeger, and Woody Guthrie. Okay, fair enough. Um, another folk artist. Do you again? It's not when he passed away. I think it was during COVID. In fact, he might even contracted COVID. John Prine. Do you know John Prine? Well, now I was thinking about John Prine, but um, I mean. Is he folk? I guess, yeah, I guess he probably is. I guess he probably is. I would say I think, so it's difficult sometimes to merge country and folk tend to Yeah, they, they, they do. And also, bit. there's this whole thing about, you know, I, you could argue a strong case to say that some of Neil Young's early output on Harvest and 
after the gold rush is pretty much folk. Um, so mm. I think it's, you know, and, and, and again, I looked at the Straubs who are, you know, folk rock. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, it's, you know, and Dave Pegg started as a folk musician. Maybe folk rock should be another, another show, I think, rather than. Mm. Yeah. Well, which is why folk. I didn't include any of them in this. Um, Rhonda's give us another message. I, I think Americans consider folk to be more mostly acoustic based with or without the protest aspect. Yeah. Pretty much indistinguishable from the singer songwriter category. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. But I, I like John Prine. I mean, uh, that, oh, the I first, like first album, I mean, that's Sam Stone. You know the song Sam, Sam Stone? The, I, I I, the I one about the, know if I hear it, but yeah, the the um, vet, the dreaded, uh, dreaded drug addicted, I should say, uh, vet from well from Vietnam. He's not mentioned as Vietnam. Um, he, he sings about. Um, Where's John Prime from? Good question. Chicago, I believe. Yeah, he was part of the Chicago. Folk revival, apparently. I think Chris Christopherson invited him to become his sort of, um, or to open for him. He heard right. heard him sing, and he wanted him to open for him, and that got him his his debut album. But Sam Stone, yeah, it is, I say country and folk. They had elements of protest and um, social commentary on it, which I always think as being folk, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And that, he influenced a lot of artists as well, I think. Um, do, 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 do. yes, I mean, even the part of the melody of Sam Stone. Do, do you know Pink Floyd's post war dream song? Uh, yeah, Roger Waters, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think mean, the melody of that was taken from Sam Stone, How was it? Yeah, it was, as was another track by you see, I've done my research here by yeah, uh, spir- spirit- Spiritualized, who um, did a song called cop shoot cop with the line which is pretty much the same as the line in sam stone song there's a hole in my arm where all the money goes jesus christ died for nothing i suppose which is pretty much word for word the the uh the line in sam stone song um by john prine so oh. john prine getting a little bit of a nod there contemporary maybe contemporary folk do you know much about damien rice no Okay, fair he enough. Sounds like a, he sounds like a dodgy actor. <laughs> Damien Rice. Maybe. Maybe so. He's Irish. That's mm. got to make it folk, isn't it? Yeah, a bit of Irish. <laughs> I wonder what I should have included. The Pogues in as folk. Are they, are they folk? Well, um, I mean, I... And, and Shane McGowan. Yeah, but I didn't include bands. So... No, but Shane McGowan I could include as, as a sort of the focal point, if you like, of yeah. the Pogues. Well, he's certainly an icon. He's certainly an icon from the point of view of um, advertisements for um, uh, for dentistry. So, yes. I mean, you know, which reminds me, I've got to go to the dentist for my cat tomorrow morning. So, uh, I've got to go to the dentist next week. So, oh, joy! I don't mind going to the dentist to be honest, because generally, if you go to the dentist, you're in a bit of pain, and they get rid of this pain. <laughs> which is my dentist is Irish. My dentist is Irish and lovely, and plays classical music whilst he's doing stuff to my face. Um, and and I, and it's a very close. How thing. very modern? How very he's, modern? It's very modern. And I, um, I remember when my um, my 
my old, uh, this was 20 years ago now, probably, my gastroenterologist, bless him, um, he used to have, he's, it was a sort of semi-private thing. We had a private medical insurance from a wife's, Sarah's uh, company. Um, and he was trained. He used to play music on when in while we were being treated in his in his room, yeah. and he had the radio on. And they were playing the Beautiful South, and it, I forget which song it was. And um, you find yourself as 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 you sort of bend over, and he's got his he's got his rubber glove there. You you, you kind of you kind of get to sort of hum along and sing along to the song. <laughs> And uh, he, I mean, he said to me, "Beautiful South," and I said, "Oh, thank you very much. I do like the <laughs> <laughs> <It's> Pretty good. <laughs> right, let's go. Very <laughs> good. We've got one more category: new wave. This this could open up a can of worms as well. Defining what new wave is, because new wave could be anything after old wave. I see. <laughs> nice. okay. Where did you cut it off? Well, this was this was a, this was a category new wave. This category was a total nightmare. Yeah, yeah, because you're not a great punk fan anyway. See, I, I would, I haven't included, you may have done, I don't know, I haven't included like punk icons. I think they're like separates and new wave in English terms and in British terms, music wise, I think encompasses stuff post punk. So it's after punk, sort of the more acceptable when they start getting in the charts and, they become more tolerable, accessible, maybe. Yeah, is the word, probably. Listen, uh, I just pulled a bunch of artists from various places, and I looked at it and thought, I don't think any of these are new wave. But, or, I mean, heaven knows. So this was... All right. the, so I, I, I've got punk... It's going to be fun, then. I've, wait, 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 what it surely isn't is new wave. <laughs> because right. I'm, I'm absolutely certain I don't know what new wave is. Right. Okay. Well, I, I, I sort of, yeah, I sort of tried to say what it was just now. In, yeah, in, no, no, in no, I appreciate that. But what I'm saying is that I, when you said it, I thought, right, I can't think of a single band that then falls into that category other than the one that I've chosen as my number one. So <laughs> beyond that, I'm struggling. All right. Okay. Well, maybe I can um, shed yeah, some You do yours, and then why don't you do yours, and then I'll throw mine in. All afterwards. right. Okay. Well, I'll start with one as an icon of new wave and because i think this might be the one that you are referring to the band being the jam yes and the, the icon, icon being, being paul, weller. paul weller right so that is my one person that i thought yeah that's definitely new wave because it's not really punk but i think a lot of new wave bands were bracketed perhaps unfairly if that's the word wrongly is another word with punk I mean, there weren't very many punk bands, other than maybe the Sex Pistols that had uh, a four relatively big top ten singles. That was it. I mean, there weren't many. Even the Buzzcocks were maybe started off as a punk band, but then they sort of drifted and became more pop-orientated, so that across sort of power pop, um, pop, punk a little bit of everything thrown in but definitely a more accessible version of it and it wasn't all screaming shouting and pogoing and spitting in the crowd or whatever they used to do and the safety pins or whatever um and the slash t-shirts from um 
oh, what's the name of the uh, fashion? Oh, I can't think of her name. She had the sex shop. Sex was the name of the shop. She died fairly recently. Yeah, Vivian Westwood. Vivian Westwood, that's the one. Um, Vivian Westwood tops and stuff. Was she going out with um, Malcolm McLaren? I when, think she might have been at some point. Malcolm McLaren were a, were a thing, there, weren't they? There was another funny character. But yeah, Paul Weller for the jam. Yeah, had to include. Had to include. The jam were good. The, I mean, the, jam, they, the jam wrote really, really good songs. Again, a bit of social commentary, a bit of political stuff in yeah. there. Um, and everybody knows who Paul Weller is, and you can get jam T-shirts. You can get jam on your T-shirt as well. In fact, we get to our age, it's impossible you not can. to eat jam without it going on your T-shirt. But but, but generally, Agreed. so <laughs> but so beyond literally beyond that, I'm going well. Okay, so what is New Wave? Because I couldn't think. I'm talking in British bands as well. I'm thinking British artists. Well, I okay, New Wave. I used. So I used, um, but because the problem is, is the whole icon thing. Because this is a, this is a podcast about icons. So yes. if you use if you use Paul Weller and the Jam as your datum line, then I think you can argue a case that Paul Weller is iconic in that thing. So if you then yep. say, well, it's not punk, it's a, you know it's something else. So so let me let me play devil's advocate. Yeah, if we're talking, if we're talking about, they're not really punk. They're a bit new wavy. They're not really English. They're American. Then the tubes. Now I love the tubes deeply, but are they iconic? Well, the band in America and bleeding across the Atlantic were iconic. But is there an iconic member? Well, Fee Waybill is Fee the Waybill, kind of- it? He's yeah. the leader, but is he iconic? If you said to someone on the street, hey, have you heard the tunes? They go, no. And you go, have you heard of a fee-way bill? They go, uh, it sounds like something you have to get to c- cross through customs. So yeah. you, you kind of sit there and you go, well, no. And and, and that's my problem with it. I, just, I, I am really struggling to think of an icon that specifically is that type of music. All right. Okay. Well, I'll throw in a couple then. On the on the same, Paul Weller is 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 a great example of one. I think the Jam were a new wave band. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I argue say they were a mod band because they themselves were probably modelled on the bands such as the Who. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were. And they maybe were the, the, bands the, like the Who. yeah, and the garage yeah, bands yeah, maybe yeah. from from the sixties. Um, but he he pulled out. We withdrew retired from the band when they were right at their peak as well, which fair play to the guy. I mean, I loved the jam. I thought their last album or so weren't really, weren't really up to the the, the previous four. Uh, And the the, the material on the, on the last couple tended to veer in towards start the style council music, which is what I went into. He did, and and I and I like you know I've got a style council album somewhere. I've got it on tape. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't mind them. They're just not they're not you know, not up to the same to me anyway to my ears anyway. Um, another one that maybe fits into that category of icon of new wave then for the jam would be Bob Geldof, Boomtown Rats. Would you say he's an icon? He's certainly an icon. I kind of associate the Boomtown Rats with post punk. So, which was why I didn't even think about him. But yes, I mean, if 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 he if they are new wave, yes, he absolutely is an icon. 
Well, I, I would classify them as being new wave, and they did come after the the first phase, if you like, of punk music. So yeah. that would make it after punk, which would make yeah. it post punk, as you described yeah. it. I'd buy that. So maybe Bob Geldof would be in there. Um, okay. He's certainly um, iconic. I mean, you know, the hair, the look, the whole social thing, live aid. I mean, everybody knows who Bob Geldof is. Um, and he's probably despised and liked in the UK in the same oh, way as, as same as Bono is. Yeah. I mean, yes. this, this is the common thread there, isn't it? Anyway. Um, there seems to be. Right. What about then another one? Sting. I mean, what do you call them? Well, I mean, see, this is I, my I, I mean, they started around the time of the new wave bands. I, w- I was never as much a fan of the police when they started than a lot of these other bands, like the Buzzcocks and the Boontan Rats and the Jam. Um, I just thought they were a bit, maybe they're a bit, they're a bit cleverer. <laughs> <laughs> They're a bit more musically. I mean, Andy Summers well, is a great guitarist. Andy Summers is a great guitarist, and um, the drummer's a good drummer. Um, Stuart Copeland, yeah. Yeah, Stuart Copeland. Um, which one of those is married to Sonia Christina? I think it's Andy Summers. Anyway, I digress. Um, I, this was why I struggled, because if you said to me, what are the police, I would have said they were a pop rock band. But I don't even know whether pop rock is a is a, is a genre. Um, but certainly Sting is an iconic figure, and much like Bono and Bob Geldof, he is loved and hated in equal measure, and comes across as not a very nice person in a lot of the things that have happened in his life. But you can't argue against his ability as a songwriter because "Dream of the Blue Turtles" is an absolutely fantastic album. And the most recent one, which was the one which is set on the corner of two streets in New York, um, is also a brilliant album. So um, Sting is certainly an icon. I just it hadn't even crossed my mind that he was New Wave. But I, again, because I don't know what that is, I buy it. Okay, fair enough. Good, good of you to buy it. Right, I would say a classic New Wave artist would be Elvis Costello. Yes, I didn't add him in because I knew you were going to, and we've already done a programme on Elvis Costello. I really like Elvis Costello, and now that you say it, then I guess he is New Wave. And along the same lines as a a sort of a punk poet. John Cooper Clark. No, John Cooper Clark is not a bad show, actually. You know, I'm thinking of Ian Dury. Oh, yes. Well, he was certainly iconic for a whole bunch of reasons. And another one that's no longer with us. Well, the only one of these ones so far that's uh, no longer with us, in fact. Um, oh, Rhonda has said Chrissy Hind and The Pretenders were labelled as New Wave in the US. I guess she gets double billing tonight. Uh, Blondie was also. So she she said Blondie was also. It's like implying maybe that Blondie is Debbie Harry, but he's not. It's a band. 
Yeah, but, but, well, but it's just a grammatical talking, error. We were talking about Christy Hind and, and Blondie and, and uh, Debbie Harry in the context of female singers. So, yes, we were singers, but they're female singers from the new wave genre, if yes. that's indeed what they are. And I'm, and I'm not going to argue with Rumble. So, no, well, yeah, Debbie Harry and Christy Hind could well be classified in the new wave here in the UK too, actually, I would say. Um, yeah, but we, as you said, we've included them in the other categories. So we're not going to include them again. Uh, other names that I could include: Joe Jackson. Well, it's a good, is he iconic? Perhaps not in the same. Some of these other ones. In the street about Joe no. Jackson. I mean, no, they, they, I don't what think. Was his, what was their, What was his big hit? Is she really going uh, out with is him? She, is she really going out with him? Uh, yeah. It's different for girls. Yeah, different. Girls. Yeah, I mean, stepping he's out, I mean, stepping yeah, out was he, a good. Song. He's a good he was a good songwriter. He was. Yes. But again, I mean, now that you mention all these people, they're kind of there in the dim recesses of my memory going, oh, yeah, okay, so are they new wave? No, maybe they are. Okay, fine. So, But I, again, I just don't know it well enough to really say anything intelligent on the subject. All right, fair enough. Um, and you probably won't have anything intelligent to say about these others as well. I've got a couple more maybe two or three more that you could throw in. David Byrne of Talking Heads. Yeah. There's another possibility. They weren't really up my street either, actually, when they first started. Rather boringly, I got into them a bit bigger when they became less punky, new wavy, and they became more of a pop rock band, as you call it, when they really did get massive, when the... Uh, Road to Nowhere came out. I'm trying to think of the name of the album that it was on. Um, and and she was and things like that. But yeah. David Burns is another. He's another good songwriter. Yeah. Um, and as I've mentioned, the Buzzcock, Pete Shelley is an example. But again, average Joe in the street. Would, average Joe in the street would know the Buzzcocks because they would might have seen. Never mind the Buzzcocks, but they might not have been able to make the connection between what that was and a band. So and and yeah. Fair dues. And two others, um, Adamant. Well, now, Adamant is on my list, but because he is certainly iconic. Um, one of the most iconic things about him was that I saw him by accident um, live at um, the Silverstone Classic. By um, accident? You well, I, trip I, over I went, him or something? No, no, I went to the Silverstone <laughs> Classic. All right, to see, okay. to see the motor racing, and I was working on the Planet Rock stand because at the time they weren't owned by Bell Radio. It was a screwdriver operation, you know, with half a dozen people and dragging in your mates. And I was part of the people who did that, and I did a few things for them over the years. Um, and so they had a stand there, and they were providing music. And so I, you know, I went to the Super Silverstone Classic, and it was brilliant. But I digress. In the evening, there was a live. There was um, uh, Snake Charmer, which is basically a white, which is basically people who were in White Snake and did stuff um, around that. And then there was Adam and the Ants, and he was—I don't know whether he was drunk, drugged, Probably. or, um, or well. uh, all of those things. Combination too, yeah. Or whether he's just got dementia, because basically he didn't remember any of the lyrics to any of his songs. 
And there was loads of people who were the generation below me, so people who were teenagers in the 80s for whom him and Dexys and all that lot were their bands, and they were all horrifyingly disappointed, and I just stood at the back and laughed because he was so inept it was embarrassing. So that's my Adam Ant story. But he was on my list because I didn't know. So I, so, so I, I didn't know whether he counted as New Wave or New Romantic. Oh, see, I don't think it was New Romantic. I think I, I think New Romantic is a little bit later. I mean, Adam Ant, Adam and the Ants were around in the very late seventies, I would say. Uh, in fact, their debut single was even a bit before that too. Uh, and they became massive probably around 80, 81. And yeah. then Duran Duran, I would well, say okay, that. So, so, I, so on, that, on that list, who I wasn't sure whether they were New Wave or New Romantics, yes. I've got Adamant, yeah. Simon Le Bon, yeah. Boy George, mm-hmm. Phil Oakey, and the most iconic of them all, Limal from Kajagoogoo, because he's <laughs> iconic for that ridiculous airdo, if, no if for no other reason. And a ridiculous uh, band name. Yeah, but now you see, Nick Beggs, who was the bass guitarist, he, if you ask any bass guitarist, they'd have him in the top ten of all time. Absolutely brilliant bass player. How in really? heaven's name he ended up in Kajagoogoo as a start point. <laughs> and he's, he's a local lad, comes from uh, Lake Buzzard, I think. Oh wow! So there we go. But he plays in um, in a band called Iona, with um, I don't know what he did uh, with uh, what's the name Alison Hogg, who's got a beautiful, beautiful voice. Um, but no, he's a really talented musician. So anyway, if if they all count, if they're new wave as opposed to new romantic, I had all five of them on a possible mm. list. All right. I I don't think I. Personally, I wouldn't have them in New Wave. I'd have okay. them. I mean, all the ones you've mentioned there, New Romantic, synth pop. Um, I, yeah, didn't electronic, I didn't think synth pop was a thing. But oh, anyway, yeah, I, I think synth pop is. Yeah, okay. something like Erasure, Yazoo, and Depeche Mode, maybe. That, that might be more electronic. But I wouldn't classify them as New Wave. I don't know. Okay. Well, in that case, we can. So basically, I've just had Paul Weller. So the other people who were on my four, my, li- my list of four. Oh, yeah. None of which I don't think are so. I because I thought that punk and new wave were the same. I had Sid, uh, I had Johnny Rotten, um, you know, from the worst band ever in the all of history. Andy supports Arsenal. Um, I had um, I had Joe Strummer from the Clash, but I'd, again, they're presumably they're punk. Um, I'd say, and so the two I would argue a vague case about are the Ramones. So pick a Ramon, any Ramon. Um, are they new wave? Well, they were. I mean, uh, America didn't really do punk, did it? Well, uh, they would argue that they did, of course, and they they probably it's maybe a different style of punk. I, I would say uh, personally, again, I would say the Ramones were punk. Right. Okay. Fine. So, so yeah, they came. They they came. Um, yeah, in the punk era, seventy. Well, their first album was seventy six, so uh, they were probably together, probably in the CBGBs or something in seventy. Four time, I, I, I don't know, okay. but I would say a punk club, yeah. And so, what, so okay, I've got one more, but so where? What a Devo? 
I suppose I suppose you could classify them as new wave. Again, they weren't around for long, were they? And I, I no, they're have iconic because they wore them silly boiler suits with DEVO on the back of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> and and anybody from Akron, Ohio, deserves to be famous. Um, so the other one I had, who I think is well, well tell me if I'm wrong, new wave, um, Joan Jett. Yes, I would say Joan Jett, or from the Runaways, maybe. Uh, Sherry Curry was the lead singer. Sherry well, Curry. We're talking about lead singers. I had her down as one of yeah, the lead we're singers. Not, but we're not doing actually. lead singers. We're doing iconic people from New Wave. And so Joan, Joan Jett, Jett yeah, no, is, certainly Joan like, Jett is, Joan Jett is certainly iconic. You know, the Runaways, um, Joan Jett and the Black Arts. Um, she's still going strong. Um, and um, so if, if, if that is New Wave, then I think you can argue a case for Joan Jett. Yeah, yeah, I, I would, I would, I, yeah, I think I'll, I'll take that on board. Then Joan Jett, she could have been in there. Um, Rhonda's also been attached, saying Devo was New Wave. We saw them as a bar band here in Akron. So there you go. Um, Joan Jett. There's one that I, I just thought of one possibly. Again, you, you might, you might not have heard of him. You'll say I've never heard of him. Uh, but when you mentioned Iona earlier on, I, only because the Skids had. A song called Iona towards the end of their career. Stuart Adamson, who then went on to uh, Big Country as well afterwards. Uh, Well, you're absolutely right that I have, in fact, never Never heard of him. him. Okay, he died. Um, And I've never heard of the Skids. Well, I'm sorry, I've probably heard of them, but I've no idea who they are or what they did. Skids, Into the Valley, working for the Yankee Dollar. Um, Oh, what was the one they did with. they did a well. Their song was sung by you two. Excuse me, Green you just Day. Asked, you just asked me what the song was. They what did. The song was. I said you I might remember it. The Saints are coming. Oh. The Saints are coming. That was it. You uh, yeah. two and Green Day did a version of it, and yeah, probably did it at some not Live Aid. There was a, a, a sort of a more recent uh, gig. And one other then to throw in that I probably should have mentioned, perhaps, is Billy Idol. I you heard of him? Uh, yes, White Wedding. White, yes, White and wedding. Black Wedding, and Black Wedding, um, which is the recent single. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just count him as a rock singer. So, I, if he's New Wave, yes. Well, uh, it's interesting. Okay, so he gets started played, as punk he New Wave. Played, he gets played on Planet Rock. So does Joan Jett. The Ramones don't. Be too simple for them, eh? Yeah. Sex Pistols, do they get played? Um, If they're requested. (laughs) Well, they're not, I don't think, the playlist. We play them all on CBW radio, you know. Um, The Damned Damned and The Clash get played fairly regularly. There we go. But they're definitely punk bands, I would say. Well, the Clash anyway. moved on. They moved on from punk. Well, they moved on. They became a big US rock on. band, didn't they? Yeah, yeah and, and the Dam, the Dams moved on, didn't they? They did. They became gothy almost. Well, they they became they they became people who could actually play their instruments and write songs. It was a remarkable thing. Anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, okay. So I don't know whether we've narrowed that one down. So Paul Weller, um, would you agree then on? 
Elvis Costello. Yes. And we sang, we've got a choice maybe then of Ian Dury, Sting, Bob Geldof. Yeah, I could argue a reasonable case for any of them. And Joan Jett oh. would be my other choice. Oh, and Joan Jett as well. Yeah, okay. And the Black Hearts. Right. Okie dokie, right. I think that's done them. We didn't do too badly. Uh, well, considering that when you suggested this, I thought, well, thought- so these are going to be an absolute blooming nightmare. <laughs> and, uh, as, as indeed it turned out. <laughs> no, I think it was all right. I think it was all right. We did okay. The lad's done well. The lad's done all right. Better than Spurs, anyway. Um, yeah. We're not we're not mentioning them, though. Uh, right, okay, well, that's it. We can, we, can, we, can, we, can, we can do a Leonard Cohen on this now. <laughs> <laughs> and say, yeah, right, thank you very much, Pete. <laughs> you're, you're around next week? Uh, yes. That'll be the 25th? Yeah, yeah, 25th, yeah. I think, actually, that might be the time at the dentist, so I might be around. You might not be able to talk. Somewhat swollen gob. Hang on a minute. Yes, it is, the 25th, but it's 9.45, so we should be all right. You should be all right, then. <coughs> well, thank you very much anyway, sir. And amazing yeah, uh, to see you again next week for another whatever we're going to discuss. I don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, but that completes the voting. And, um, yeah, this podcast will be posted to the usual places over the weekend by Shaggy that will be Anchor and Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and anywhere where you get your podcasts, your favourite place it will be there I am sure and still we're waiting but one day we will be on the BBC the BBC, yes (laughs) and then in about 10 years time we'll we'll be stuck on Dave (laughs) the live ones um so all i've got to say is good night from me and it's a good night from him not off not off thank you very much